the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We got a show for you today. We're gonna, there's plenty to talk about, and I like some of the stories, in fact, if I may. I'll tell you what you need to know what's going on financially speaking. I'll tell you how the market's reacting to it. I'm going to give you an update on how the year is doing, which I found to be interesting when I took a, a look at it. Um, let's see, a couple things going on. Trump has really taken aim at Twitter. He's signing an executive order that would restrict legal protections for social media and other online platforms after Twitter fact-checked his tweets about mail-in voting. Wow. I'm not a constitutional guy, but the impinging on free speech thing, um, angle, I don't know. When Am I allowed to boldface lie, or am I allowed to boldface suggest that the person that I work with happened to once have an affair? I, I, I can't. So it's, it's sticky right now, because CEO Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and CEO Jack Dorsey of Twitter have two very different views. Zuckerberg thinks that there should be no censorship, even if someone's lying, even in a political situation. So that's kind of, will people change their minds on, will they go to Twitter? Or will they go, It's so sticky, right? Um, State Department, Mark, Mike Pompeo, late, late, late yesterday, um, went to the White House, went to Congress and said China's parliament approved uh, basically that Hong Kong is no longer autonomous. This whole thing with China and the United States, I don't think it was going terribly well the way Trump was negotiating with China. And if you remember pre-COVID, we were talking that kind of story. Uh, both countries want to look right, and I, I feel like both countries are PR machines when it comes to negotiations. But there's some issues today that we'll talk about tied towards expelling Chinese students from American universities <clears throat> if they have ties towards China's military schools. You're like, whoa. <clears throat> Just the idea of expelling people, a group of people who happen to have China on their passport, it seems like something's going to retaliate to that. No. Mickey Mouse, the house of the mouse, got approval to reopen its Florida theme park. They uh, did a, a live stream with executives yesterday, which I found to be very, very awkward to uh, watch. Disney and SeaWorld detailed their park opening plans for the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force. There won't be parades or big fireworks displays, and guests will miss out on the classic theme park experience of hugging a costume employee. 
I didn't know that was a thing. <clears throat> I didn't know it was such a thing that we could call it a classic um, experience. Okay, okay, I guess I do want to hug Minnie Mouse, right? Easy Jet, um, big European flyer, uh, UK headquartered. Uh, they're, I want to call them the Southwest of Europe. But they've already, what well, they said, you know, how we went from, we're looking at Delta saying year over year bookings are down 90%. Then year over year bookings are down 75%, or year over flights, not even bookings. Um, as far as the number of passengers go. But EasyJet said something kind of interesting. They said winter is ahead of last year's. Huh. Didn't expect that to come back that fast. EasyJet said it's still cutting 30% of its uh, aircraft fleet and will be 51 lower than previously planned by the end of last year. Um, But they said that bookings are climbing in the last five days significantly. So I think we're going to try to push this through, and hopefully it goes through without a massive rebirth of the virus. I don't know. Is that politically correct enough of me? You have the S&P 500 up 9, the Dow's up 74, the Nasdaq's up 27 points at this time. Stock market a little bit uneven yesterday, where we saw some big capital flows into value where we saw tech companies underperform after having overperformed. Strong leadership yesterday from financials and industrials. I'm cool with that. Uh, Your sector doesn't always have to be the winner, nor should it. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's like saying, hey, but Rob, I went to the horse races, and, you know, I'd like to win all 10 of them that day. Mm, Doesn't typically work like that. And I don't know why I'm using horse races as an example, but you got the idea. So federal agencies are going to review spending on digital ads. Um, this is coming as a White House executive order for the FCC. So the government is telling Twitter, like, hey, we're going to cut down how much spending we do on advertising for you. Yay. When your CEO of the country is mad at a CEO of a tech company. Boeing has restarted production of the 737 MAX. Is that compelling? Is that interesting? Is that a positive sign? It's probably a decent sign. When you cut production, you don't start production, just cut production again. Typically. Bank of America's CEO says he's seeing some bottoming patterns in the economy. Um, That's hopeful. Um. I'm trying to give you enough data that we could say we got something out of the segment. Initial claims for the week ending decreased by 323,000 to 2.1 million. It being Thursday, we get the first time unemployment claims. Consensus was for a smaller number. 1.9 million people first time ever unemployed. Not ever unemployed, but recently unemployed. Marching out of the unemployment office getting unemployment checks. The projections were for 1.9 million. It came in at 2.1, so that's a little bit higher than expected. But in a somewhat hopeful sign, claims for the week ending May 16th decreased by 3.8 million to 21 million. So the continuing claims, maybe people are going back to work. That's the thought. When you see that number come down, even though the continuing claims 
decreasing by 3.8 million. It does rock scissors paper, the 2.1 million first time unemployment claims. Durable orders declined 17.2% uh, month over month. If you exclude transportation, durable goods ordered uh, declined by about 7.4%. Not a very durable number. Not a very good number. And there's no way, there's no way for people like me to get into this and say, there's good news in there. Durable goods were bad. Initial claims were highest in the states of California, New York, and Florida. Worthy of note. The Bank of Korea lowered its repurchase rate uh, by 25 basis points to one half of 1%. I want, that's just a reminder that the world is doing a massive amount of greasing the money so that it's easy to get to and it's cheap when you want to get to it and you want it cheap. So as to push your business, so to speak. Apple Target raised $365 from $350 at JP Morgan. I own shares of Apple. I just wanted to throw one upgrade out there for you today, and I can I can find some other ones. Financials getting very nice boost recently, but again, are we, we're getting back to normal. It was an upgrade, not a downgrade. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show and YouTube, robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Bye-bye, same store sales soared more than 40%, so we may have covid we may not be able to breathe. We may have the flu that's going to overwhelm us. But dang it, we need our Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen same store sales rose forty percent in the third full week of May. I bring that up because most of not most, but a large percentage of Popeye's stores are in southern areas. So even in the midst of a global pandemic. Customers still want Popeye's, Louisiana, Kitchen's, Chicken Sandwich. So a big chicken sandwich thing that we used to talk about seems like years ago. Remember when we had the summer of chicken sandwich wars? Whose was better? Seems like a long time ago, huh? Um, Yum Brands KFC announced on Tuesday that it would test a revamped version of its chicken sandwich. Tim Hortons, Canadian, uh, I don't know, what would you call them, like a Starbucks-McDonald's combo? They said same-store sales plummeted more than 40% in the second half of March. Burger King same-store sales shrank by mid-single digits in the same period. And there you got Popeyes up 40%. So you can own shares of Popeyes by owning a company called Restaurant Brands International. If that's your thing, it's a QSR out of Toronto. And I just pulled up their um, QSR sticker. I just pulled up a chart of their basically last 52 weeks. And um, man, mid-March, no one was ever going to eat at a restaurant again is what the stock looks like. It literally looks like jumping off of the Empire State Building. The stock just goes straight down to 40 and it's already rebounded to, get this, $76 a share. Love that chicken from Popeye's. No, no. Do I have a, a career in jingles? I love the, no, no. Across the board rally today. Will it hold? 
it doesn't look very strong. We've played, all the major indices have played with a little bit of red, a little bit of green. S&P 500's up one quarter of 1%. Dow's up one quarter of 1%. The NASDAQ's up one third of 1%. Tiny, tiny compared to what we were going through in March and April. Things are settling down. People are kind of doing the math. People are saying, hey, if Tim Hortons and um, Popeyes can do well, then maybe we don't go after Delta or maybe we go after Delta over Southwest. Um, there's a lot. You can start to see we're, we're thawing. American Airlines plans 30% reduction of management in their administrative staff. I bring that up. Um, because we're starting to see, and there's, there's a little bit of pushback. Hey, didn't we just bail these guys out? Didn't Congress just give Congress and the president just write checks essentially to all the major airlines with kind of like some provisions in it? Like, don't make unemployment worse. So American Airlines expects to reduce management and administrative jobs by 30%. The airline's offering buyouts for these employees. Airlines are slashing costs after coronavirus pandemics have devastated them, and you get it. But there is kind of this question of, didn't we just give you a lot of liquidity? Didn't we just give you a lot of cash? Um, I don't know. Last month, airlines did receive $25 billion. The airlines that accepted the aid are prohibited from laying off or cutting the pay rates of employees through September 20th, which I guess we're closing in on fast, right? Tells you how fast the year goes by. Speaking of the year going by, I wanted to see how we were doing for the year. Um, because sometimes you kind of you get caught up in you're like June. Right? I remember March was kind of rough and we got a little bit of recovery. And listen to this. The NASDAQ's up. 4.9% for the year. So we've had COVID. If you tend to be a tech growth investor, and I'm, I'm kind of, I know you're going to have other things, you should be up about 4.9% for the year. The Dow down 10.5%. Now, the Dow has kind of like this unfairness to it. It's got 30 companies, and it, a big one like a Boeing can pull the whole, not the whole thing down, but you contribute to greater outperformance or greater underperformance. And the S&P 500 year-to-date is down 6%. Interestingly, did you expect those numbers? That the NASDAQ was basically up 5%, S&P 500 basically down 6%. Now that we've gone through COVID, we've been shut down, people literally stopped working. People are at home. We've seen toilet paper shortages. We've seen the apocalypse I, I, I'm not being funny. Yes. Now that we've gone through this, but it did tense us. It did. It still has. Um, did you expect the NASDAQ to be up 5% almost halfway through the year? That's a shocker. I, I was like, whoa. But get this. There's one more market that I want to talk a little bit more about maybe in 2020. Is the Russell 2000. It's the smaller caps of the United States. It's the companies that are worth $3 billion, not the companies worth $100 billion. Apple worth a trillion is a mega cap. A $100 billion company would be a large cap. A $10 billion company, you're playing more in the mid-cap area. But the smaller companies that are publicly traded, 
um, down 13.9% for the year. So I, I, and those are all companies that typically the smaller you are, the less exposure you have to Korea and Russia, China. So the smaller the company you are, typically the more regional and or domestic you are. So down 13.9%. I don't think there's anything to be told there other than people don't like small cap stocks for some reason. Maybe the small cap stock companies are the ones that don't have the balance sheets that are as strong as Apple. I get the feeling Apple. And this is just, again, I'm giving you a feeling and not necessarily a financial insight. I get the feeling that when COVID hit, the people at Apple, the head of Hunches, the, uh, the Tim Cooks, said, you know, we got more money than, than we need. We, we don't ever have to even sell a product for a couple of years, and we could live off our fat. And I'm sure there's some smaller companies that are like, man, if I miss one month, a lot of restaurants who are missing one month of sit-down service are going bankrupt. They're giving up. They're saying, we can't do this anymore. Can't pay our landlord and not feed people. So the fat companies survive. You know, that's for sure out there. New York Times reported today that the United States will expel Chinese university students who have links to military academies in China. Um, I don't like the timing of that. I'm not for it or against it. I just don't like the timing of it. Oil sits at $32.82 a barrel. Remember when oil was under 10? That was a sign of stress, and we got through it. Uh, Spain's retail sales down 31% year over year. Um, France says we expect our contract to shrink, uh, our GDP to contract by 8%. Those are big numbers. Typically, a good, moderate economy is going to grow at 2 to 3%. A hot, sexy economy is going to grow at 3 to 4%. A couple of years ago, we got China at 10%, so down 8% for France. That's a bad number. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Ah, Things are starting to open back up. We're starting to see what the NBA may do. The NHL has told us what they will do. We had that big golf silly thing with Tom Brady and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson that was the most watched golf event ever on TV. We're starting to want and salivate. In the more rural parts of California, in the mountains, um, in the farmlands, restaurants are open. And they're still very slow to open up, but... The, the more coastal areas are saying things like, yeah, start with a little bit of sidewalk service. Let's, maybe we'll get a couple people in. A little bit more cautious, a little more density, right? But we're moving that direction. Um, the thing that I think no one's is got a good handle on yet is what does the school year look like in August? Colleges, they're more than willing to say our students are old enough to figure out how to do this online. A lot of colleges will go bankrupt, in large part because they make money when your student lives on campus, when they can charge restaurant prices on cafeteria food. That's going to be an interesting ramification. 
But online seems to be how college is settling in for the fall semester. I've not heard one college that says students are coming back in 2020. Now, the more interesting aspect of this to me is this, the high schools and schools. One of my friends has got a child who's a kindergarten who will be in kindergarten in the fall. He ain't going to kindergarten, and if he does, he's not going to get the kindergarten experience. I, I could be wrong when I say this, but didn't every seven-year-old boy fall in love with his kindergarten teacher? On some level, weren't they like the best part of going to school, of uh, getting involved with other kids who scared you, who were biters, who had boogers all over their face, but your your kindergarten teacher was your rock. She was a goddess rock for me. <clears throat> I've seen it multiple times now. And kindergartners aren't going to get that experience. They're going to get something that's a hybrid experience, I think. My sister's a school teacher, so she's feeding me information. I've got friends who are school teachers, so they're feeding me information on what people will and won't do. The teachers have an opinion and a union as well. Parents have a protective mama bear thing. One in three parents in the state of California say they won't send their kids to school in the fall. That they're looking for online options only. The havoc that something like that could create I know you're saying they're entitled to create it, right? But schools need kids on campuses to stay in business, um, to get funding from the state. It's going to be kind of just weird. And again, I feel worse for the kids who are going to be kindergartners in the fall. In large part, they're just getting they're going to get shortchanged, so they're not going to get that whole experience of magic. I know you're saying that can't be that important to you. No, I really can't. Uh, I was watching a little CNBC this morning and just trying to catch up on like pop culture headlines of the day. And I was kind of a little bit fascinated to see Jim Cramer say something that I, I mostly agree with. The stock market is telling us that this is going to be easier than we expect that than we expected. And he said it's not going to be as easy as we expected. So don't get too caught up in it. I'm not, we're not going back to market lows. No. I would take COVID-20 to be a different that we'd be talking about. Suddenly, COVID-19 is killing some people. COVID-20 is killing more people. There would be something big like that. And again, that could happen. I said something that uh, CFP Chad Burton, I, I don't think I alarmed him, but he was like, oh, don't even go there. I said, what happens if there's a big natural disaster like in California or New York? We can call it terrorism or we can call it an earthquake. And I think we've seen those before, and that would not be good. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I love that we're now starting to shift conversations. NBA star, the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, or something close to that. He's landed an ownership stake in a sports drink startup called Ready Nutrition. For some reason, I like this story because it's not a Twitter story. It's not a death story. It's not an unemployment story. It's not a, um, you know, it doesn't, isn't, isn't laced with bitterness. It's just like, oh, that's sweet. Watching him play basketball, the man is a, a, a man amongst boys sometimes. And to hear him say, I could have gone with Gatorade, I could have gone with body armor. In the end, I want it to go with ready nutrition, get a six-figure salary or something about it. I don't know. But it's one of those endorsement deals that it's not, to me, and I like this. 
it, it's it's not focusing in on like the negatives right now. And again, we don't have to talk about water products and protein bars and meal programs. That's not my job. I like seeing the business activity. I like seeing the that's more normal than where we were. One of the more interesting cities to watch in the next couple of months, and you have to agree with me on this one, is Las Vegas. When you when you're when your city is called Sin City, when people get really drunk together and they make out and like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and it's, it, Vegas is running ad campaigns like right now, we're going to be more romantic and there's going to be more space than ever. And then you, you remember like, oh, I remember that time I went to Vegas and I ended up uh, selling a, my uh, new car. You're like what? <laughs> You're supposed to like what? Didn't happen. But. They're going to reopen on June 4th. So Nevada Governor Steve Sisolik said Caesars Palace, Bellagio, MGM Grand, and Wynn Resorts have plans in place. So, yeah, we get Disney. Disney, if there's one company that I think can get social distancing or more more employees to clean the park while people are there, it's Disney, right? But you think about Vegas, and you're like, okay, I know. People will be losing money and stuff like that. So the casinos could help fund it, and they don't have to have the profit margin they're used to. But, um, yeah. They, and, okay, here's the conversation. Uh, wifey, I, I kind of want to go to Vegas and watch the uh, baseball, and bet on some baseball games or bet on some football games. Or I kind of want to uh, – wifey, is that okay if me and my buddy go? Oh, you're not taking me? Then you can't go because <laughs> I'm not going to let you go there and uh, hang out with all that COVID. There's going to be a, a reach of getting people there. So um, you might remember a couple weeks ago, Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman made headlines um, with Anderson Cooper because of the unique economic crisis that sin and debauchery and being that close to each other. Um, as adults would present from people coming from all around the world to do that behavior, which I'm not judging. I'm just trying to cliche it to make it good entertainment. Popeye, same store sales up 40%. So we can go to Popeye's and get popcorn, shrimp, and we can get a uh, fried chicken or we can go to Disneyland or we can go like, yeah, it's kind of, we're getting there. No. Pending home sales plummet in April, but demand is showing signs of rebound. There's there's two things that I'll throw out that just sometimes these are rules in my head. Sometimes I state them regularly. Sometimes I don't. When the ten year Treasury bond is under three and a half percent, you buy stocks. The, it's it's that kind of simple in my head. Now, the stock market has more upside than the bond market, in my opinion. That used to be the norm. That used to be a statement that I can make. That used to be like, okay, in the Church of Rob Black and investing. Everyone turned to page 47, and right there it said, if the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%, buy stocks. I think the stock market is, is still juiced on the upside. Do I think it can go up 30%? No. That was last year. Do I think it can go up 10%? I personally, I don't think it should. Because I think the economic earnings are going to get a lot worse before they get better. But then again, I've never seen stimulus like this. I've never seen the 10-year Treasury under 50 basis points. And it's, it's floating around 66, 67, 68 right now. So one of my rules, I was like, what, what's my rule, Rob, of the 10-year being under one? 
is that so much economic calamity pushing it so low as a, a safe place to be that 1% is good enough for people to get? When inflation averages 2% to 4%, is 1% enough to get? That's pretty crazy times. So I don't really have a playbook for when the 10-year treasury is under 1, because it's never been there. But some people would say it's it's juicing us for explosive growth. <clears throat> and the reason I think that tends to be more right than wrong is, look at the stock market. It's tell us, as a discount mechanism for the next six months, that maybe the Las Vegas thing isn't something we should joke about. Maybe it's not going to be as bad as we thought. Or you know maybe the death toll could spike again and we can get rid of a couple more hundred thousand Americans and, and not bat an eyelash, right? What's 200,000 compared to 100,000? Stock market's saying something like that. Pending home sales plummet in April, but demand is showing signs of rebound. That was the story that I wanted to tell you a second rule of thumb on. I don't think we've stopped making babies. And immigration is probably going to look a little different. But we still need more housing. And when interest rates are so low, mortgage rates are low. And I'm sorry, but when mortgage rates are that low, I'm going to go tell my kids, if you want to buy or rent, buy. Lock that puppy in for 30 years. And if you want to move after five years, rent it to someone. Mortgage rates are that kind of low. Now, wait, prices are that kind of high that no one wants to lose $100,000 off the purchase price. You would be offended if you bought a car for $10 and then it's down to $9. Not a car. You get the idea. Housing strong with low interest rates. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Delta is offering employees buyouts, early retirements, as coronavirus hurts travel demand. Um... So airlines are trying to say, hey, here's a buyout. Here's an early retirement. We're not firing you, but we're, we have to thin this herd of, of our most expensive lab, uh, costs, labor. It's, you know, a plane is cheap compared to a, a $15 an hour employee. Weird, right? So think about it that way. Um, more automation. More jobs going to leave America that will never come back. They'll be replaced with more automation. It's just the way I'm saying it. I could be wrong. Let's hope I'm wrong. Who cares if I'm right, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The numbers are still staggering. And yet, the markets say, ah. Oh, you know what was kind of interesting? I don't know if you feel good or bad about the story. And I'm not going to make too much of it. But um, Pearl Icon losing over $2 billion as Hertz goes bankrupt. Now, again, Hertz, I don't want to get too romantic with you, but I think that one hurts a little bit. That one stinks. We all knew Hertz. Wasn't that the O.J. Simpson commercial in the 90s or maybe even the 80s where he was running through the uh, airport and he had to get to his rental car? Isn't that iconic enough that we should do whatever we can to save it? (laughs) Or am I being silly? I'm being silly, right? So if people are losing jobs at airports, people are going to be losing jobs at rental cars. But the billionaire, and the reason I brought up Carl Icahn is because I kind of want to do the comparison to Donald Trump in a way. If you've ever been to New York City, New York City is filled with very confident, um, 
I don't want to say braggers about their success and how they get their success. We don't even care about. We're just like, why are you talking about your work so much? So for him to lose $2 billion and he got into a big fight with Ackman a couple of years ago, um, tied towards whether a company was, um, a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme or not. I won't even bring up the name of the company because it kind of, I don't want to drag anyone into that. But two billionaires were fighting one one at the stock to go to zero and one one at the stock to go to a million. And they would fight with each other to the point that if one got on CNBC, the other called up CNBC and said, I want to come on right after him. <clears throat> one would show reports of how bad the company are, 100 page reports. Um, it's just interesting to me that, you know, we are starting to hear of, again, unless we know what Buffett did after the fact of selling out of the airlines, he made a mistake. A you know, billion dollars is a mistake. A bigger one than a little one. More billion than less billion. I don't want you to get too caught up in how smart other people are. You need to have your own set of rules that you feel very, very comfortable with. Down the road, I'm uncomfortable with a couple things. I don't, as we continue to lay off people, the unemployment rates are go higher. I think that's a headline risk. It may not be an economic risk. It's a headline risk. I think longer term unemployment is a headline risk that has a lot of reality in it, tied towards financial implications for the banks. <clears throat> if you don't have a job, you eventually don't pay your mortgage. If you don't have a job, you eventually don't pay your rent. If you don't pay your rent, your landlord eventually says, uh, you have to leave. Things get caught up in the court. Like it's, it's, it's expensive not to work. It starts to add up. 800-516-1220. Uh, something I did last week, which was kind of out of character for me because it's, it's mid month. And what I did was I was looking at credit card perks. It's fascinating to me to see how the travel cards you're not traveling, so what are they going to do? They're now saying, well, instead of giving you one point for groceries, we're going to give you five points for every dollar you spend. Um, Hilton Honors, American Express, the Aspire card, they have a $450 a year fee, but man, it's loaded. You get a free hotel room, and then they upped it to 200 uh, purchases at restaurants in the United States now count as your resort fee because they give you a $250 resort fee every year. <clears throat> They're getting a little... They're responding to you, and they know that you're not flying, so they're saying, okay, what are they doing? They're going to grocery stores. Oh, I did my budget yesterday. I just I was playing around, tinkering around. Again, my credit cards were going lower, 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 and now I've started to see my categories of restaurants going lower, 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 travel going lower, 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 gas going to work, lower, 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 parking lower, 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 groceries higher, higher, higher. I was like, whoa, I'm actually spending what I used to spend in, not in restaurants, half of what I spent in restaurants, quarter of what I spent in restaurants, but it's a category that's growing. It seems like every other charge is a grocery store. I know you're saying, Rob, you're gaining weight. I'm actually losing weight. I'm down 12 pounds. So remember those, those dumb things that you, you keep hearing stories about, like, uh, if you just cook one meal at home, it does add up. Um, I haven't, I can't even think of the last time I went into a coffee store or wanted to go into a coffee store. Um, 
but they're not getting my money. Like restaurants aren't, but so I appreciate when a card says, we're going to give you a big fat bonus in what you're actually spending on. Um, somehow my significant other, my spouse, my sugar bugger, um, switched our Amazon credit card. She hasn't ordered a lot. She's not out of control, but we have a dog that is high maintenance, high love, high appreciation, high everything. And she, she got a lot of dog treats because everyone's home with the dog a lot more now. Um, but she switched credit cards from the one that paid 5% back on groceries <clears throat> to the one that does 2%. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, so do take a look at things that you can, are spending on right now. You're going to get back to work soon, whether you want to or not. I think things are starting to crack open. Take a look at what you're spending now for your own budgetary sanity. Um, then take a look at you know the credit cards you're using. There's a lot of great credit card companies out there. Um <clears throat> That will, you know, bankrate.com has a great comparison credit card site. And it says, like, what do you like to spend money on? What do you uh, like to spend leisure on? Bankrate.com does a nice job. Uh, the points guy does a nice job if you're a points person. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.